This week's episode is brought to you by Demonic House Cleaning Services. Have you ever tried to dust off a sconce? What about cleaning a fireplace flue? Don't even get me started on all the dirty shit below your house. Demonic House Cleaning Services will clean you out of house and home if you just sign right here on this dotted line. Pay no attention to the fine print. We employ only the most insane demons to clean your house. Have you ever seen a demon? Better hope not. Those bitches can be scrubbing the grout in the downstairs half bath one second and dusting off your third story chandelier the next. Best of all, it's free. Demonic house cleaning services. House cleaning so good, you'll think you sold your soul. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk! Your <laughs> panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, <laughs> and Professor David Day, that's me, the foremost expert in scare meow meows. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. You guys should check us out at HorrorMovieTalk.com. From there, you'll find uh, links to all of our social media and, um, you know, different ways to support us, like our Patreon. And, you know, if you do your shopping on Amazon, we have a link that you can click and uh, and some of that. Some of that will go to us. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever it is, the thing that you listen to us on. If you'd like to call into the show, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. That gets you through to a voicemail line where you can leave us a voicemail and, you know, tell us what you think or what you would like to know. You can even ask us. And you can tell us about getting your asshole eaten out. Yeah, you can do that. You can tell us, uh, you can ask us like really personal questions like what are your deepest fears or how often do you wash your butthole? All those kinds of Mm. things. Weekly. Today, I'm super (laughs) excited. You wash it weekly? (laughs) At least. That's a a surprise given the smell. Mm. Today, I'm super excited for this episode. Um, I didn't realize how excited I would be, but after viewing the movie, I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking banger, man. Um, Today, we'll be talking about Paranormal Activity 3. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry you had to watch it, 5 being an average enough film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being, you know, a 10. So good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing the oldest bit that we have, 
taglines where we come up with funny, goofy, or bad taglines for the movie that Bryce still hasn't written, apparently. What? No. (laughs) Of course I've prepared. So, as I said, uh, we watched Paranormal Activity 3, and I literally had nightmares following the viewing of this movie. Um, This movie has taken the tried-and-true formula of the first few movies uh, of Paranormal Activity movies and sharpened it, and it really knocks it out of the park in terms of scares. At least that's my experience. So, without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. Alright, here we go. <laughs> hey, ladies. Hi. Hey. Oh, it's Katie. Woo-hoo-hoo. Katie, wait, wave hi to the camera, Katie. Hey, Christy, you want to say hi? Come on, give, a, give, give us a wave here, Christy. <laughs> Whatever happened to us when we were little? I don't remember anything. Whatever it was, it thrived on fear. The more we paid attention to it, the worse it got. Okay, I think it's on. Remember the rules? Yes. Say Bloody Mary three times. Okay, we'll turn off lights. Okay, you ready? Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Spooky, spooky sounds. Paranormal Activity 3 is right now. It's available to stream on Hulu as we record this, but it would not surprise me if it were not still available on a regular Hulu subscription once this releases, because we have pre-recorded this episode by probably a decent amount. Um, So my synopsis, or I should say the synopsis for Paranormal Activity 3 is that While the first movie in the series focused on Katie, played by Katie Featherston, the gorgeous and lovely and Mm. my ultimate fantasy Mm. in all horror movies, Katie Featherston, Featherston. And it's so amazing how much I love these movies and how little I keep track of any of the actual plot or the characters. Really? I'm like, there's two sisters that start with a K. I can't remember which one. Katie and Christy. Katie and Christy. Which one comes first? Because I thought it was Christy was the first one. No, the first one was Katie. You're thinking, I'm guessing the way you got there is we haven't reviewed Paranormal Activity, the original. We haven't? We we reviewed two. That's where we started. And so, and that one. Well, we we reviewed two and. And the ghost dimension. The ghost dimension. Right. Wow. I thought we covered the first one. No. I know it's still there. We can still do it. Wow! Why don't we do that with this, that one this time? Because I because I hadn't I had seen that one recently and I hadn't um, seen this one, so okay. I wanted to do this one. Uh, anyway, so the first movie in the series focuses on Katie, the older sister, and the second focuses on her sister Christy, played by Sprague Graydon, and and those are both set in the present, in the present day. Well, this third installment focuses on their childhood in the late. 80s, 1988 to be exact. 
Katie and Christy are at home in Carlsbad, California in 1988 with their sexy mom, Julie, played by Lauren Bittner, and her remarkably likable boyfriend and kind man, Dennis, played by Christopher Nicholas Smith. Strange sounds and movements start to happen throughout the house, and Dennis, who owns a wedding video film video film taping company, takes a big interest in catching uh, all of these happenings, all these paranormal happenings on tape. Christy, the youngest girl, has an imaginary friend named Toby, and, well, Toby fucking sucks. Julie's mother doesn't seem to approve of Julie... Uh, dating Dennis, but that's kind of neither here nor there for much of the movie. And then, eventually, our ill-fated family gets more paranormal activity than they bargained for. (laughs) Uh, We're nothing if not consistent. That's right. Directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, Paranormal Activity activity 3. Activity. Activity. That's what Jamie Lee Curtis Activia. like. Activia. Yeah, that's what she uh, sponsored or uh, is yeah. a spokesperson for. Right. Activia. Uh, Paranormal Activia 3 blows me away. So much about this movie works and it fucking scares me to goddamn death. I was a wreck after watching this movie. Um, with the kids being a central focus of the happenings in the house, I'm basically on high alert right from the beginning. The stationary cameras that are the calling card of this series are done so well in this installment that I think about it when I think about framing and timing perfection within film. There is a reason for almost everything that happens in Paranormal Activity 3 that is rooted in decent enough logic and for everything else that the scares are just so intense that I can't be upset. The way this movie uses sound is masterful. Slight movements of boring objects around the house keep me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Producers of movies, take note. For the low cost of some fishing line, you can scare me way more than if you pay a huge crew of computer animators to design a monster that runs around and skins people. Mostly, the tension is a highlight of Paranormal Activity 3. While it may not work for everyone, I think the build and release cycles of tension in this are second to none. Every single time it that day turned to night in this film, I was properly shook. I love this fucking movie. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for this franchise. <clears throat> it's so... It's such a simple premise. It's so it's, simple. And it's... Uh, and you've seen it before. You've seen it before. At least three and, times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and as the series goes on, it becomes yeah. more and more thin with the setup. Yeah. And this one is like where it starts turning the corner of like, okay, maybe you can't do this a billion times and get away with it. It works this time. It kind it. Whoa, really? Yeah. I mean, there's a bit of suspension of, of disbelief that is required on this one. In terms of like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just a stickler for um, period horror movies. <laughs> Man, you're it's so like, ridiculous. No, I'm not. So uh, comparing the first two with this one, in terms of setup, um, the first two like give it a little more credence of like, uh, we have a specific character type that's obsessive enough about this to where they would set up cameras 
or there's a, an excuse to set up the camera. So the first one is like the husband is so enthralled with the idea of paranormal that he wants to capture it on film. And he's like kind of obsessed about it. So that makes sense. Second one is security cameras mm-hmm. and that getting there like makes sense. Third one, it's like all of a sudden this wedding videographer has like a billion cameras at his disposal. But that <laughs> like, makes perfect sense. That- I mean, yeah, it makes sense that he's, he would have access to cameras, but it's like, it's a little thinner. It gets a little more threadbare. This is the most on. ridiculous reason to be down on this movie. I'm not down on oh, it. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the the, the premise is becoming fucked out. Yeah, the premise is starting to get fucked out in this one. It's not. But it's, in terms of believability, it still works pretty good. Like it's like yeah. Well, yeah. If you're gonna choose somebody in 1988 who has a bunch of video cameras, it's this guy who but does then, a wedding uh, a wedding camera video film. Yeah. The the difference is like there's more shots in the beginning of like, why is he filming this right now? Like that doesn't make any sense. Why the video would be running at this point. Man, it must the, be the, so, the it must first, be so hard to be you. Like, I mean, the constant first you're, two, you're such a good critic. The first two had a little bit more discipline of like, there's a rationale for why they're recording right now. So like the second one, and it, it makes it a little better in my opinion, because like the second one, there's almost no, introductory um camera stuff other than they're taking video of of like their house being wrecked for insurance purposes Mm -hmm. they're like we're just making this video to show all the damage that was done on our house so that we can make an insurance claim and this one it's just like hey i'm just gonna start showing i'm just gonna start shooting video all the time and then Oh, just by happenstance, I I started catching paranormal activity. <laughs> is Bryce being okay? The, you listeners answer answer call into the show to let us know. Is Bryce being super nitpicky, or am I being super forgiving? It's ha- very hard for me to tell. Yeah, I, I I think there's a I think there's a middle point. Yeah, there probably. And is. this is like kind of where where this one lands. It's forgivable. I'm yeah. not saying it ruined the movie for how, me. How it's, did how was the, how did the movie hit you though? Apart from just the the premise of taping, like how 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 did the movie go over for you? Um, I mean, I've seen this one before, so it's kind of a little bit of the magic is lost when you've seen one of these movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it stands up really good in terms of like set pieces. This is. A great one. Like, th- there's stuff that sticks with me in this movie in terms of the whole series. Like, Ghost Dimension, there's, like, nothing. Yeah. I, I, it's so fucked out at that point that it's like, I don't even have anything to latch on to other than they crawl through a wall in a, uh, like, a hole in a poster or something to like that. To get to this movie. To get to this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ghost Dimension is, ab- is about looking back at this yeah. movie. Remember when we were still kind of good? Um, so... This one, the set pieces are great. There's like the light ball, the light fixture that's a ball swinging. That one's, that's great. There's the, um, yeah, the swivel camera in the girl's bedroom. Like girl's bedroom is a great yeah. uh, setting. And like just all the, there's lots of good. And the second half of this movie, I think is a lot better than the first half. Um, Just because it's like, yeah, let's get the, let's get the setup out of the way. And by the time we're like into it, it's like you've forgotten how arbitrary some of that stuff is, and you're into stuff happening. I'm so dreadfully terrified of this entity. 
like. <clears throat> and it ups the ante because there's little girls. That's uh, that's the thing. It's like, oh no. It brings in that element. Because I don't think, I guess two had a little boy in it, didn't it? I mean, he was not the... the, the he was like a toddler. Yeah, and, and he was not much of a focal point of the movie. Right. Like, really, the focal point was Christy. Right. And so this one has little girls that are innocent, and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. That's not good. And one of them's talking to Toby on the regular. Right. It's very is, much like borrowing some of these these tropes from other, like, um, Poltergeist. Yeah, Poltergeist. And, you know, any any movie where there's a creepy kid or a kid that's more in tune with, you know, the spiritual. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's got a lot of good things going for it. I think the ending uh, holds up really well in terms of, like... This is about as expansive as the lore should go, in my opinion. Yeah. Is just ending here. They yeah. should have just ended it here. Right. Yeah, no, I I mean I think they could have continued to make these movies, but they would have to stay they would have to continue to make redundant movies like this. Right. They can't keep I, upping the ante and 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 being like, but this time we're gonna show the ghost or the demon. And it's like you can't no. I think the the obvious like the last remaining movie that i think would be plausible for being interesting that which i don't think they've done yet i haven't the only one i haven't seen in the series is four. Oh, oh, and i haven't seen the tokyo one um there is a tokyo one. what yeah so beyond, tokyo so there's paranormal. i knew there was the marked ones that i thought that was like a spanish one there's parent well, it's not spanish it I mean, it's set in uh, in the Latin X community, mm-hmm. uh, Latin X. <laughs> okay, uh, but <laughs> is that the? This seems like a patronizing. T- I don't think any of the Hispanics that I know would be like, yeah, ca- please call me Latin X. I think that's a thing that white people do to Hispanics. Yeah, it feels very much like a white girl sh- thrust this upon. Yeah, it's the culture, but like all all the Hispanics I, I know, would be like. No, dude, I'm Mexican. What are you talking about? Or, you know, I'm Guatemalan. Anyway, um, so I th- okay, so it goes paranormal, paranormal two, three, four, and then it goes um the and then it goes the mark the marked ones, which is the Hispanic kids in LA, and then the and then the ghost dimension. And then somewhere in there, I think I think following this one, <laughs> Paranormal Activity, Tokyo Drift. It's literally the Tokyo. It's it's like called Tokyo Drift or something like that. The Tokyo tapes, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. So I think the the one sequel that I think they could pull off and make it um, within the lore and not like stretch it out too thin is, I think if they go do another prequel where it's um, Kate, Katie and Christie's father and mother and figuring out how their father died right because i don't think they were they they probably talk about it in some of the sequels but that feels like there could be they could mine that with with for an interesting story you mean how but, their stepfather died how dennis died no not how dennis died, how their actual biological father died did I, they say he didn't die the in this movie spoilers the mom comes in like partway through the movie and she's helping her put together. She's helping Julie put together the beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, I think you need to go back to, they need their dad. Where's their dad? Like go, go back to the dad. Oh really? So yeah. they're just separated. I believe so. Yeah. 
Okay, well, but cancel that then. But like, but I mean, you could you could do the same premise, but like maybe current day Katie and Christy go back to try and figure out like like go to psychotherapy <laughs> to to suss out what actually happened to Dennis on that one night. And they're like, I can remember this and that, but mm. because. The end of this movie just goes, woo! It's like this yeah. exponential, like, ah! It gets really crazy really fast. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's really interesting, and it'd be cool to have a whole movie that's surrounding, like, kind of the exorcism of Emily Rose-esque of, like, mm. revisiting the memories of that night kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the answer is, like, there shouldn't be any more. <laughs> I, I want more. I, I'm such a sucker for this I, a series. I Yeah. And it's so heavy for both Carrie and I. Like, both of us are like, you want to watch a paranormal activity movie? And we're both kind of like, I don't know if I can do it. It's it's emotionally draining for us. Yeah. Okay, well. I give it a 10. A 10? Yeah, this is an, this is an easy 10 for me. This is... This hits everything that I want in a movie in it. It's so horrifying to me. Like, like I said, I had nightmares. This is, this precisely hits all the things that I'm most keyed up about Hmm. just in regular life. Um, which is low rumbling sounds. (laughs) Unreasonable demons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't give this one a 10 out of 10. It's. It starts, it's a very good movie, um, but I don't think it ever reaches the engagement level that I had with the first two. Wow. Um, towards the end, it, it does approach that. Um, I mean, this is a hard one. I'm going to give it... Uh, uh, I mean, my knee-jerk reaction is a seven. David! David! But I could be convinced into an eight. I think. Really? Yeah. God, what's the matter with you? <sighs> I mean, not every paranormal paranormal activity is a ten out of ten. No, but this one, this one is though. I'll yeah, I'll I'll move it to an eight. It's uh, a really good movie. So here's here's a okay yeah here's the example of how we can measure how good this movie is. Mm, mm. So last night I was preparing for this episode and my episode that we recorded today, mm-hmm. which was Terror, Terror Train. Train. Terror Train was awful and it was a miserable dredge. Yeah. <laughs> and like I checked the time um, halfway through and was just just like, uh, why is it taking so long? Paranormal Activity 3 it was late and I was like starting to like fall asleep. I wasn't, I didn't fall asleep, but it was, it's, I was at that point of urging to like, I want to close my eyes right now. Right. Um, but by the time that I checked the time, it was already like three fourths of the way through. So I was much more engaged with this movie than terror train. How do you watch these movies? How do you typically watch movies when you're preparing for a horror movie talk episode? What do you watch them on? Uh, well, last night it was on the TV upstairs using the, my wireless headphones. You use headphones for watching uh, frequently. I mean, not every time. No. But. But I never do. Ever. Almost ever. Yeah. With Terror Train I did because I, I was, um, you know, I was doing it during the day at a desk. Yeah. 
so anyways like i think the first viewing i i liked it a lot um and i was still like well into paranormal activity movies and i was like i'm right i'm ready for more of this um yeah i think after this movie it kind of turns the corner i don't i guess i can't say because I, I don't remember seeing four yeah i haven't seen four i, I, I want to know i want to um but yeah i think i think it holds up pretty good especially if you watch them back to back i mean it's a pretty good storyline up to this point yeah yeah uh you know everybody's got their opinions and everyone's entitled to be wrong mm-hmm. so there you go um Opinions are like assholes. You're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) With that, if you would like to support Horror Movie Talk, you can do so by heading on over to our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash horror movie talk. And, you know, you select your tier of patronage. And if you select the highest one, you can... Get access to all of our afterpods. You can get a thank you letter with some stickers in the mail. You mm-hmm. can get you can get early access to every single show we do, and you get to vote on one show a month um, to for us to review. Uh, which you know Bryce is not a big fan of uh, because it makes him watch horror movies that he wouldn't otherwise necessarily want to. I mean, the patrons don't have a great track record in in picking enjoyable movies. They for don't. Us, they but- do not. Um, they're about 50, 50, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but it's a service that we provide at different tier levels. Hey, do you like covering your body against the elements outside? I I do. Well, how how did you know? That's why you should wear a shirt. Oh, okay. If you want to wear a shirt with a horror movie talk logo on it, we have those at our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. We also got a bunch of stickers that you can use to coat the rest of your body with. Um, if you don't want to wear a full shirt, you can just use them as pasties. Right. Oh, man. You just put put two stickers over your nipples. Holy shit. It'll be good. You can go anywhere with that. You, man, you I, if you buy some Horror Movie Talk stickers, use them as pasties, give us a full torso shot. <laughs> Uh, that we can post on our, uh, our social media. I will send you two shirts. I will devote Please. that. Oh my God. I will pay for them. You realize my that own pocket. it's only exclusively being men that will do this. Not men. Oh, this is all. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a sexist show. We are only offering this to women. Yes. So hmm. there you go. Uh, what, what's Carrie going to think about that? I don't know. She doesn't have a problem with me watching porn. Okay. So also, if you would like to check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel, then you will be blown away by the quality and quantity of artwork that he does, both for us and for Horror Movie Talk fans. Uh, You can check him out over on Instagram at dgoebel. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Uh, And make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you when you go to him to commission some artwork to be drawn up for you. Also, you can reach us at 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail. Thank you again, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. 
damn. That was pretty good. Wow, we were synced up on both episodes today. It's 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 easy when it's a question because you're both kind of like, are we doing <laughs> this right now? So, as I said, this... Uh, oh, no, I, I didn't say this yet. This movie actually starts... The start of this movie is in 2005 in Carlsbad, California. And we get to see these two sisters in presumably kind of the present day. Yeah. Christine, Katie. So, was this the same, like, ransacking of their house that was in Paranormal Activity 2? Two, yeah. I, be I believe so, yes. So, is this... Okay, it's been a while. So I was the were the VHS tapes in Paranormal Activity Two. Was that like specific? Were those scenes specifically in that movie? I can't. Were they like, hey, I'm just dropping off no. some creepy VHS tapes. No, I think I think the VHS tapes were in the Ghost Dimension. They found the VHS tapes that were recorded in three in the Ghost Dimension. Okay, but and they also found the. <laughs> The fucking like souped up video recorder, the like, the like, uh, <laughs> Back to the Future video recorder, <laughs> like the Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was such a dumb fucking. Movie. That's right, I and forgot fucking, about that. And it had like LED lights in it to be like, look, it's super cool. <laughs> it was, uh... Yeah, yeah, I think that was all Ghost Dimension. Which man, you, I mean, it's a, it is a Christmas horror movie, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Uh, it's going to sully your idea of the Paranormal Activity yeah. series. <clears throat> and they <laughs> make the worst decision in showing the monster. Yeah. what? what this is the, that's the thing that Paranormal Activity is good at, is not showing the monster. Uh, getting by on a hairstring budget, uh, shoestring budget. Hey, I got a question for you, mm. and this may be putting you on the spot. So if you need some time to think about it, you just let me know and I'll answer. Who's your... Who's your, like, babe, your horror movie babe that you're just like, oh, man, give me two uh, minutes alone. Make her willing. I mean, I mean, I would have to go to, like, the general audience ones where it's like, it'd be a technicality. It'd be like, um, well, Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun. <laughs> I would fuck Jennifer Aniston. Wow hard <laughs> i would disappoint her so hard wow that's great what about um at pretty much any age too like she's a woman that like still yeah timeless yeah gorgeous um what about uh who's that what was what was that 90s horror movie with harrison ford about like a the surface it was like had something surface in the title oh uh something below yeah uh, and and it was like some supermodel that was a part that was um uh playing against him let's see harrison ford yeah i mean i would go towards like the the icon <laughs> or but, supermodel aspect. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't go. I don't think there's any like defined scream queen that I'm like, they're the one. Right. For me. It's like, eh, okay. But what lies beneath? I, what lies beneath? There it is. Um, and let's see who, who I'm talking. Wasn't about. Anne Haitian that? Um, no, that's not right. No. Yeah. So it was, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. 
She's pretty great. Yeah. There's like two songs in the last like couple of years that referenced Michelle Pfeiffer. Really? Which is a real callback for yeah. uh, Bruno Mars, the uh, um, yeah. fun- up- uh, Uptown cold. Funk. No, no, yeah, yeah. References Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my God. She has still got it going on. Look at her. I can't oh, see. Holy moly. Yeah. Just a fox. Yeah. She's got the, kind of those kind of squinty eyes that only really, really amazingly oh, I have, women. I, I have the have. answer for you in the last 10 years. I, I got your answer. Janelle Monae in, in Antebellum. Ooh. Yeah. She is the prettiest creature that ever has graced the earth. Yeah. Oh, man. She's so pretty. What a beautiful woman. Anyway, so yeah. my go-to is definitely Katie from Paranormal Activity. My answer is any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Katie is... I have such an unhealthy addiction to loving Katie. You you have like this, this gear in you specifically where like, and I, I have it in me too, but I think it affects you more. Like you're much more tuned into it to where... You can have these, um, um, no, what's it called? It's not fantasies, not fantasies. It's like the basically crushes. It's another word for crushes. Oh, infatuation, infatuation with, um, people. I remember I sent you like a video of that one, um, um, hurdler. Oh, like the Australian Janelle, hurdler, Janelle Michigan, Mona, or yeah, Mich- Mich- something. Yeah, it was one where she like it was like actually like a fail video where she like falls into like a pool of water or something. Uh-huh. And I remember specifically so vividly that you're like, God damn, just don't share this with me. Like it, it's I went through a big phase with this girl and like I can't open that box again. Yeah, just because. Yeah, if you see the video of her like preparing to go hurdling it's like there's nothing that can make you crush on a girl instantly than seeing how adorable she is oh man yeah i'm I'm reliving everything so i feel like that's kind of your your lane with um katie from paranormal activity too i feel like there's history i am in love with katie featherston it's like the the um it's like a equivalent of a tiger beat phase for a, What's that? For a preteen girl, when they're like buying the teen girl magazines that have like, okay, exclusively like Jim, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. Yeah, we both went there because that's that's <laughs> J- how old we are. JTT, and like just got photos of him with hearts around him. Yeah, and yeah. Like just like there's a whole cottage industry around monetizing the the crushes of little girls. Like that's what I feel like your crush for Katie is. It's, it's strong. She is. I mean, I like, it's, this is an interesting, this is an interesting to, for anybody to hear. Cause it's just me being like, Katie mm, mm, Featherston. But man, if I could get Katie, Katie Featherston on, that's a reason for us to buy a subscription to IMDb Pro. I would, I would like, like if you're like, eh, would, would you? And I'm like, nah, just be like, we could get Katie Featherston. I'd be like, okay. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, so back to Paranormal Activity 3. So 
Katie and Christy, in the present day, they uh, they find a bunch of VHS tapes after their after Christy's house has kind of been ransacked, and um, it briefly kind of shows their house having been torn apart. They assume it was by you know a burglar of some variety, but why mm-hmm. wouldn't he take anything? And and why would he just ransack the entire house? Well, because he's a demon. Um, and now we kind of back up in time to 1988, Christy and Katie as little kids. And we immediately learned that Christy has an imaginary friend named Toby. And as, as I said before, <laughs> Toby fucking sucks. Uh, and there's just a bunch of little shit in this movie that happens the whole way throughout. And it's somehow my ultimate nightmare is there is something in the house. Yeah, there is. And it's, it's, it's touching shit. And it's nefarious. It's not, not only is it nefarious, it's fucking evil. Like the, it is evil incarnate. Right. And you know how evil incarnate interacts with your house? It touches the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> Starts out by going poke. Yeah. It's like, Boop, and you walk into the room, and the chandelier chandeliers just don't move. Mm. They just don't move mm-hmm. ever. And this shit happens to me on on occasion, where I'm like, I'm so keyed in to everything, uh, to sensory input, that I catch everything that happens in my house, and I am the lord of that domain, uh-huh. so I must know what happens in my house, and so. This, it just touches perfectly on my fear, which is I walk into my, like, entryway and my sconce is moving. Mm. And I'm like, hmm. Well, sconce is on, hung on a wall. Chandelier. Fine. Chandelier. Yeah. Lighting fixture. Right. This this thing loves to interact with fixtures. It's like turning them on and off. It's poking them a little bit, mm-hmm. dusting them occasionally, that, that demon cleaning suit. Dude, you know what would make a great movie? What? <laughs> What you if you shot all of the paranormal activity movies again from the perspective of the demon (laughs) (laughs) and it was like a oh you know who do great at it like Mark Duplass oh yeah like as the so where he's a little shit in grin face (laughs) you see Mark Duplass like climbing up on an invisible ladder to like poke the chandelier like And then when he's going to attack, he puts on like the, the what's he called in Creep? Mr. Bojangles or something. Yeah. Like the, the, the wolf head. Yeah. That's when he goes like full on creature. He's like. Murr. But yeah, wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if be... it was from the perspective of the demon? Just like. <laughs> it, and, and there's just like low effort green screen to like uh-huh. show him like climbing the ladder and like he's actually climbing the ladder, you know, like, mm-hmm. but you can't see the ladder. It's just like a man climbing <laughs> right. a ladder in front of a green screen. And then and then like having him <laughs> elaborately hold up all the plates and stuff in the kitchen, like with a invisible piece of plywood or something. And then like <laughs> pull it out. You know how this series... <laughs> Shut up. You know how this series has... Okay, this series does a thing, which is it cycles through cameras. Mm -hmm. Camera, then camera, then camera, then camera, then camera, then camera. And the the idea is each one, nothing's happening, Mm -hmm. but you're looking for whatever it is. And this is where the tension comes in. You're like, what... What's, is there something in this frame? Oh, no, that's just that's just the fish tank. There's just mm-hmm. a fish moving around in there. And so 
So you get a full cycle of cameras and then it comes back to the first one. And there he is standing there, just like standing <laughs> still. And then you see his just arm come up real quick and he knocks the thing off the desk. <laughs> and then it changes cameras. <laughs> I love this idea. This would be so fantastic. Uh, oh, man. We, oh, need, to, man. we that, need to shoot dude, this. This would, this would be great for TikToks. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, wow, that's such a great Yeah, idea. that is a really good idea. Um, Way to go, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, you've successfully created a whole new lane. I have I have another idea for another paranormal activity sequel to we'll get to. Okay. Oh, you, um, you're not going to share it right now? Not right now. We'll okay. get to it. Okay. I guarantee you we'll get to it. Um, the, the one thing that I notice about this film, and again, this is like nitpicky, but the other thing about this movie is it's like the turning point for trusting the audience not as much as the first two to where... There's a lot of activity in the beginning, like a lot more than in the first two. Uh-huh. It starts off like immediately, mm-hmm. like uh, stuff, uh, stuff, uh-huh. look, stuff, creepy sounds just immediately to where and like the thing that you mentioned where it cycles between the cameras mm. and to where nothing happens, but you're expecting something to happen. Right. I don't think they ever do it where nothing happens. And that's kind of like the great part of one and two is yeah. that. They do trust the audience of like the dread is if nothing happens, you're like, oh, God damn it. You know, sometimes it's nothing happens on the screen except you hear the low rumble for a second. Oh, like, oh no. Oh, oh, the sound in this kills me. If you're not listening, if you're not watching this movie with a sound system or headphones, you're, you're not watching half 50% of this movie. Imagine watching this movie on like. A, like a shitty broken down smartphone that has no base on it. You just you just killed the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. This kills it's the required movie. to have a subwoofer for this movie. Yes. Um uh, so th- this is has a decent amount of fake out jump scares. Uh like when he, the like he's like drawn throughout the house by a sound that continually moves him up to the Mm-hmm. girl's bedroom then there's a teddy ruxpin and he's like oh teddy it's just you and then it draws him into the little mm-hmm. crawl space closet and then boom he turns around and there's christy and she's like and that's kind of a fake out right. jump scare but goddamn, if these aren't the best fake out jump scares in all of jump scaredom uh, yeah the one with his wife was truly great oh like my, when she's in the closet oh my that's god awesome. i i shit a little bit on that one. I was like, ah! I had already seen it. You know, this was like my second or third viewing. Yeah. And I had forgotten. And ooh. that's funny. So they predictably they film. I think all of these need a moment when they're filming themselves having sex. OK, this is okay. this is where I get oh, to. Okay. The, okay. I wish that for this is a missed opportunity hmm. for this film. And maybe, or they could make a sequel to where the excuse for setting up these cameras is that this couple just films sex tapes all the time. Right. Everywhere. Just throughout the house. Yeah. Just throughout. You know where we haven't done it yet? We're going to. Bannister. Yeah. We're going to fuck in the bed. We're going to fuck in the kitchen. We're going to fuck in the family room. We just got to keep up, keep these cameras up everywhere because we're going to, we're going to travel tonight. You know? (laughs) I've never heard that term. And, uh, 
So what if like the entire Get an movie NBA referee in here because you're traveling tonight, baby. That, that was if that was the premise, and it would be even better if they never noticed any of the paranormal activity because <laughs> they're fucking. <laughs> Because there's like, uh, uh, uh. there's like pictures flying off the wall. There's like the most frustrated demon ever. <laughs> it's like the demons throwing books at them while they're fucking. They're like, oh yes, and then give it, it to me more. And then it starts getting real crazy, and the demon starts like scratching him and stuff, but they still don't notice because yeah. she's got her hands on his uh-huh. back, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> And the demon's like, no, no. And it's just Mark Duplass being like, oh, come on. And smacking their asses and like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. I felt that one from the from the underworld. <laughs> it feels like you have three hands. <laughs> and so as they're filming themselves having sex. And then the demon just gives up through frustration, just starts joining in the action. Yeah, he's like, she's like, wow, how are you penetrating me from behind? And he's like, oh. It feels like you're licking both my nipples. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it just turns into like Frankenhooker. Right. You know, like this weirdly sexual horror movie mm-hmm. that's like also a splatter. Um, so as they're, uh. as they're having, so back to Paranormal Activity uh-huh. 3, as they're having sex, the... Like, the sconce falls off the wall before the earthquake starts. Right. And that's... I love that little bit. And yeah, then this, there's this, this huge cock-walking demon. <laughs> He's like, there's an earthquake, but but I gotta get this sconce right, right off before... <laughs> oh, I thought it was a picture. It might have been a picture. Yeah, I think it was a picture, Frank. I'm it, in love with the word sconce. I know. Sconces. Sconces. It's because you're drinking a lot of coffee. You want, you know, to buy one of those sconces. Scones. Oh yeah, no scones. Yeah, sorry, okay. you've been saying it wrong. I'm misusing it. Almost forty years now. <laughs> um, so as I'm watching this, something in my upstairs <laughs> falls to the ground, oh. audibly, bang, bang, and I was, I was shook the fuck up. I was shook the fuck up, and. Oh man, I was so on high alert. Uh, that that added. You want you want some additional shit? Have some kids that like to play with like uh, tub toys that stick to the tiles in the wall. Those things fall unpredictably at night, and it's just like, and the tub makes it uh, makes it echo around uh-huh. the house. You know, it's like boom. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh god. Anyway, so you know. Dennis starts setting up cameras and all the tension in this movie is just basically surrounding the cycling through the cameras. This is another thing that pulled me out a little bit. Mm. And this is another nitpicky thing. Of course it is. So he's recording with VHS camcorders. I okay, yeah, I know where you're going with this. What am I going to say? You only get eight hours out of a out of a tape max. No, that's not where I'm going. But it's a good point, though. Yeah, but he's, they set that up, they're like, you have six hour long tapes or whatever. So it's, Jesus. it records a lot of it. The part that pulled me out is, in 88, I'm pretty sure that night vision was not a thing on VHS camcorders. There there was no night vision in this. Well, at night, you can see everything. Yeah, but it's it's pretty dark. I don't know. It feels like a very, I mean, it's not like this green, is nitpicking. It's not green night vision, but it's very much like all of a sudden everything's very clear at night to where 
If this was an actual VHS camcorder, it would be just, you would not be able to see anything. Yeah, you may have a point there, but that is so nitpicky. Okay. It's unbelievable. Like, it's it's just, it just blows me away. Ew! I'm sorry for having a brain. It's not, it's not that you have a brain, it's just the way you use it. Mm, okay. Um, so... He starts talking to Christy a little bit because she's acting, you know, like kind of strange. And he asks her to describe Toby. She's like, he's old and tall. And uh, and so you kind of she drops these little breadcrumbs throughout the whole movie. That's basically like, don't I wouldn't fucking do that. Toby does not like that shit. Don't touch that chair. Toby's sitting in that chair. Right. Don't run away. Don't go in that closet. That's Toby's closet. You know, it's like. Oh, man, I'm trying to think if I would follow my kids instructions if they started giving them to me about, you know, some imaginary friend. I don't think I would, even though I'm so over prepared in knowledge for this kind of thing. <laughs> I feel like I'd still be like, shut the fuck up. Toby can suck my dick. Is what Toby can do. <laughs> you know, like, go sit in the corner like for like I've had you do every day for the past four years is what I would say. Um, So the. <laughs> the wife, as you were mentioning, sets up maybe the best scare in the whole movie, mm. which is she leads him into their bedroom closet with his buddy who uh -huh. helps him. His, him and his buddy are so likable, by uh -huh. the way. Everybody yeah. in this movie is just very, mm -hmm. very good yeah. and nice and people you would want to be your friends and you'd want to hang out with. So him and his buddy who helps him do his wedding film video uh, recording thing. Uh, are drawn through the house by these breadcrumbs of sounds, as the demon does, and they get to his closet in in his master bedroom, uh, bathroom, and uh, she jumps out of there with a fucking Mister what's his Mister Bojangles mask on, and it fucking scares the shit out of me. Uh, uh. Wasn't that a great one? That that jump yeah. scare, yeah, that's that was truly great. There's a couple. I might be skipping forward, but no, the other like greatest scene in this movie, where like almost the pinnacle, except the ending really raises the stakes and, and ends it really well. Yeah, yeah. But like the pinnacle of the midpoint of the movie, or towards the end, whatever. Is his friend Bloody Mary babysitting oh, uh, Katie? And they play Bloody Mary and like all hell breaks loose in that bedroom. And his reaction is so great. It's so you, re it's so real. Yeah. Because you see you don't see his like face because it feels like he's just kind of like holding the camera at his hip at that point. But you see his like hand in a reflection in the mirror. And, and you it's hear so and you hear him narrating it like, OK, OK, you can do this. You can do this, buddy. Let's like, do Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's someone so blatantly, like, frightened out of their gourd, yeah. trying to appear calm for a little girl. Right. To not freak her out. Yes. It's like, it's okay. It's, it's all right. Everything's it's, fine. Everything's fine. I think it's over. Oh, man. When they play, when they play Bloody Mary. Oh, I should mention, there is an extended release version of this. I don't know if it's worth watching. I, I didn't watch it. Uh, this time, I don't know if I have watched it in the past. Yeah, it was a theatrical edition on Amazon Prime uh -huh. that we watched. Yeah, but the, the the extended edition is also on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? I, I watched this it. on Hulu because I have a Hulu subscription. Oh, look at you. Well, yes. Um, um, but 
yeah, the the scares in this are visceral. Like they get me so worked up, especially when they're hiding from because it's because you're it's a demon. You're hiding from something that knows where you are, right. has you cornered, can get you at any time. Right. The other the other real effective one was um Katie being dragged across a room like a, a couple times when Toby's like just on the attack. This is the other thing that's so f- incredibly impressive to me about about the paranormal activity movies, which is the budget you need to pull off really scary shit is so rock. Buy, just buys a bunch of rope and fishing line. Like, I mean, they're looking for excuses to spend more money. They're like, okay, let's put it, let's place this one in the '80s, so at least we can spend money on like, yeah, '80s merchandise. Right. It's uh, got to go buy some Teddy Ruxpin on eBay. Just tie some rope around this little girl's foot and yank it to all hell, and <laughs> she'll fly across the room. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really effective. Yeah. And, um, and so, I mean, so basically it's set up, this thing feeds off your fear. There's a point that my favorite point in this movie, I don't know why I'm so stuck on the oscillating fan, but I love mm-hmm. the oscillating fan camera setup yeah. where he's like, look, I got, I can't get the right angle in this mm-hmm. room. And you know, it's a guy who runs a wedding you know, he's, he's got framing in mind, kind uh-huh. of. And so he, he's, he takes apart her oscillating fan mm-hmm. and, uh, and he puts a camera on there. And so now you got this really slow moving camera that pans from the kitchen to the family room to the entryway. And there's a partition in the middle of this. So in between these rooms, the kitchen and the entryway, there's this partition that doesn't let you see anything. It's like a fireplace or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's some sort of uh, yeah, it's like a fireplace uh, that kind of separates rooms, and um, and the way they use this fan throughout the movie mm-hmm. to like to like there's something happening over here, or you're looking over here, nothing. Then it comes back over here. You get where the person is uh-huh. who's in the room. Then it goes back to the front door and, oh, shit, the chandelier is swinging and the light is coming on and, and it goes back to the person that went from the door mm-hmm. and they're gone. And you're like, where are they? Like, there's so much tension around this uh-huh. oscillating fan. I, I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I will always think of the oscillating fan when I think of <laughs> really well done gimmicky right. stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's set up. This thing feeds off your fear. But Christy is definitely, you know. Mm-hmm. friends with it um and what's the i can't remember what happens to the first babysitter why she gets freaked out um okay okay what does happen to the first babysitter now because she oh that's what happens so she goes up to the girl's room to check on him i think she hears sounds or whatever and she goes towards the camera that's set up which is next to the yes door to oh, the it attic blows in her and face. then just blows in her face goes, <gasps> poof and she is, she's fucking shook, rightly so. She goes downstairs and sits by the front door, waiting for them to come right. home. And the best part of that whole sequence, apart from it being goddamn horrifying, because you're like empathizing with this poor babysitter who's in this haunted uh-huh. house, is Dennis's react, Dennis and his buddy's reaction once they're reviewing the uh-huh. tapes. He's like, you got to check this out. And his buddy's like, yeah, what are you going to show me? What's, 
what's the cool thing that's going to happen here? And then it, you, he sees it blow in her face. It, he, first, he's like, wow, she's a hottie. Why didn't she introduce, <laughs> you know, and this standard mm-hmm. dude banter. And then, uh, and then it blows in her face and his, I love his buddy. He's such a uh-huh. good actor. He's like, whoa. And they're both sitting there like minds like blown. They're like, this is a fucking thing in your house. Mm-hmm. There's a thing in your house. This is incredible. You've got, ah! yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I love that. And then, yeah. and it's great because it sets him up for when he's babysitting because yeah. they can't get any other, any other babysitters. Yeah. And now Christy, Christy has told off Toby. She's like, no, I don't like how naughty you are. I'm done talking to you. This little girl's like, uh-huh. no, I don't like you. And next day she comes down with a fever mm. somewhat predictably somehow if, you know you get a uh-huh. tell a demon off and you come down with a fever so mm-hmm. they take her to the hospital and that sets up why um you know uh his friend comes over to babysit uh-huh. and babysit katie mm-hmm. which i don't know why you can't just take katie to the hospital it's not coronavirus yeah so that yeah. but the scares are worth it yeah uh yeah so she's like Earlier in the movie, he has set up the premise of, like, he's vaguely mentioned Bloody Mary, the game Bloody Mary, and now Katie wants to play it with with him. Mm-hmm. So they go in the bathroom, they play Bloody Mary, and... Oh, Insanity. Man, all hell breaks loose. Uh, so after after that, which is the great scene, is that when um, Katie gets attacked by the demon later? Because I'm trying... Cause Christy eventually the little girl is like okay fine I'll give in to your demands uh-huh. and that's kind of when it pauses for I think, a while I think that's after this so this yeah. is so so the the friend comes over he's babysitting Katie they play Bloody Mary and then things start ramping up and then the next night yeah Katie gets dragged into the closet and a bunch of furniture in the room gets fucking the it gets the the demon gets Toby gets really aggressive mm-hmm. over this this two day course and that's when Christy is relents and it's like okay fine and um you know she's she's like ew David um I'll do what you say but ew I don't like you um, yeah so and then so it's it moves into the finale which is they finally just say fuck this house we gotta get out of here and so they leave i guess we didn't never mention the symbol in the in the attic yeah so there's like a circle within a triangle kind of symbol it's like very specifically looks like a portal to hell very witchy turn on the wall yeah drawn on the wall and uh so they go to grandma's house to escape demon house right and but uh, but if you've seen paranormal activity one you'd know that you can't the the house isn't haunted you are right. demons haunt people and you can't just run away from it right. it follows you right but that's not so much so much of an issue in this one because there is even more bad actors yeah. in paranormal activity three which is they get to mom's house and you really there's this cycle of like tension mm-hmm. that is day and night uh-huh. right day comes you can take a breath you can go okay nothing bad or too bad is going to happen today we skipped over one thing which is one bad thing really bad thing does happen in the day the moment where they decide to leave is julie the mom walks in she she leaves the kitchen because she hears a knock at the front door 
this is the oscillating fan going back and forth. Uh-huh. She goes to the front door. She comes back. She's in the kitchen. She's like, everything in the kitchen is inexplicably not there anymore. Uh-huh. All the things that are on the counter, all the things that were on the table, the table. everything is just seems to be have completely wiped out. Uh-huh. And then, boom, Wham. it all falls down from the ceiling, which just chills. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it's great. And then she freaks out. Is like, okay, it's the house on. Let's get the fuck out. We got to get out of here. Um, and she's like, oh, man, I don't have it. Get, get the, the fuck f- out. <laughs> there um, you go. I can recreate it anytime I want. Yeah. Um, so they go to grandma's house and Christy's like mm, staring blankly at walls for some reason. Yeah. And she's looking at, well, they got a lot of creepy fucking pictures all over the walls of yeah. this house. But nevertheless, you still are lulled into a sense of somewhat comfort. Like this is a, this is a safe place. Uh-huh. I don't know why. And only in retrospect right now, I'm realizing, why is this being filmed? Right. See, now, that I I have a suspension of disbelief by this point where now I, I don't think about it until now that we're talking right. about it. I'm right. like... It's pretty why, good. The why, movie's pretty good. Why would his mother-in-law allow him to just, like, walk around with a video camera all the time? He says it. He says, gives me something to do. Makes me feel like I'm doing something productive. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, creepy stuff still starts happening, and then it, like... The finale is the finale is Julie wakes up at night, goes to check on what she believes is a sound that her restless, Uh unable to sleep mother is making in the Uh house. Then she never comes back. Right. And he can't find anyone. Dennis starts looking around. He can't find anyone in this like. Yeah. Goes into the girl's room and the girls aren't in bed. And so he starts like looking around for his wife and the girls. No one is around. He looks for a while. And then all of a sudden. He stumbles into, like, a witch's coven. Those garage witches. Yeah, those yeah. garage witches. The yeah. worst kind of witches. Yeah. And it's his mother-in-law with creepy stare slowly walking towards him. He's like, okay, <gasps> fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. And then he goes back to the house, and that's when he sees his, his wife. This is a great scene, too. He's, uh, he looks up the stairs, sees his wife at the top of the stairs, and she's kind of like... He's like, Julie? She's kind of like... Standing kind of like the grudge girl with the hair over her face. Yeah. Uh, or the ring girl. Whichever. One of those Both. Asian girls. Um, and he walks up the stairs. And as the perspective walks up the stairs, you see that she's not standing on anything. She's sure. levitating. She's floating. And then the demon throws her yeah, at she's him. she's thrown at him down the stairs. And then he finds the girls and tries to rescue them but then it's like a very Blair Witch moment dude where- the thing where he, he hides in the closet and they do this several times throughout the movie where they're hiding in, in a room or a closet mm-hmm. and they open the door a little bit and something runs past and they're like yeah. whoa ah! <laughs> yeah. it's, it's this, the, the concept of hiding in a closet I don't know what it is because you know in the moment this is the worst place I could possibly right. be I'm cornered but I don't want, I got a door at least, you know, it's like, you're just so prone. You just, right. your belly is fully shown. Right. Um, yeah, it works really well for me. And then finally, uh, yeah, he's, uh, and then, yeah, the demon just full on attacks him and like, like it feels like he gets paralyzed once Yeah, and he's trying to like crawl across the floor in desperation and then. The mother-in-law comes and, like, gathers up the, the kids and is like, okay, sweeties, let's go. And then he gets folded in half backwards. Yeah. 
really hardcore contortion. Yeah. I don't know how how they did that. It must have been I mean, CGI yeah. or something like yeah. that. But I'll, I will say. Ouch, David. Ouch, David. Yeah, ouch. Uh, so that is Paranormal Activity 3. My final recommendation uh, is that if found footage is something that you even mildly enjoy, this is, in my opinion, a masterclass in it. Of the first three, I think this is the scariest one to me. Mm-hmm. And I do love the oscillating fan cam. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think about this movie? Yeah, this isn't out of the first three. I don't think this is the strongest. It's got some of the strongest set pieces mm-hmm. in it. But in terms of like the overall film, I think the first two are both more effective for me. Um, yeah. Because I think it has a little more discipline and like the setup and just letting things be nothing for a while. Right. Um. But yeah, definitely um, watch this one. I don't, out of the ones I've seen after this, I don't think there's anything worth really going after unless you were a completist. Um, But yeah, Paranormal Activity, I'm unapologetic about loving these movies. Same here. This is, this hits it so perfectly on the head for me. It's it's just a no brainer. And I can see like how there's two camps, like the people that love slashers, they probably hate these movies. I know. The Halloween fans that come out at us and are like, fuck you for not liking Michael Myers. Yeah. They probably hate these movies. Bugsy probably thinks this movie's pretentious. Yeah, probably. Um, but, and then me, I'm in the camp of, I love these movies and I couldn't give two fucks about slashers. Yeah. It's, my mind is so much more capable of creating something horrifying than right. I, if, if you don't show it to me. Than Michael Myers. Right. Which is, I think about this actually a lot. It's, it's, it's interesting that we don't really talk about it, but there is a lane of person. There's a variety of person for whom like Michael Myers or, or Freddie or Jason are really the scariest thing they can think of. They're like, whoa. Yeah. The, the justification I hear is that that can really happen. There are really people with knives that will kill people yeah no there are psychopaths that are out there to kill people and i don't disagree and that is scary but slashers feels like the worst way to convey that fear to me like henry a hundred times more scary because that feels way more real yeah and way more like there are people out there that will just murder you for no reason yeah, you're of course talking about Henry portrait yeah. portrait of a serial killer, and also like the house that Jack built. Yeah, so like there's I like the more approaching it more psychologically than more like faceless, yeah, relentless pursuer, right? Because that seemingly reasonless, yeah, yeah. That one feels that part of it just feels like okay, this is so artificial. Yeah, yeah. Even like a serial killer like isn't that relentless, and that's kind of the scary thing is like. You just run away, and he's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And it's like the, the utter disregard for your life to where it's like, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't want to work too hard for it. Right. <laughs> Which is weird, because you and I, probably less able to run away than we would be able to deal with something that literally doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> uh, knock on wood. Because mm-hmm. this yeah. is my biggest fear. So, with that, let's get into taglines. Ah! 
Here's tagline. Taglines is a little bit where we come up with alternate funny, cringy, uh, bad taglines for the movie that we reviewed. Um, so, you know, maybe all my taglines are good. Oh. You're just referring to yours. Okay. The bad ones. Well, right? that's, that's, I, it's mighty cruel of you. you I know? think all mine are diamond. Um, okay. Well then I'll let you go first. What are your taglines? <laughs> <laughs> Paranormal Activity 3. Criminally underutilized Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> dude. Dude. That is so true. Like, why was They did nothing with Teddy Ruxpin. That seems like a no-brainer. Oh, here's here's one that I just came up with off the top of my head. Mm. Toby Ruxpin. Toby Ruxpin. <laughs> okay. That no, yeah, that um that Teddy Ruxpin doll. If you're not familiar with Teddy Ruxpin, you're not old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are, and yeah, it's so funny now that like my kids have like the uh, I can't remember what what cartoon they're from, but it's like the the Scout uh, doll where it's like the the stuffy where you press its hands or it has like the uh-huh. shapes and colors mm-hmm. on yeah, its yeah, tummy, yeah, 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 and it talks to him, and it's like light years ahead in technology versus Teddy Ruxpin because if you think about it. Teddy just had a tape. Yeah, you just press play. Yeah, he's just a tape recorder or a tape player. Yeah, uh, there's this Venture Brothers episode that's centered around (laughs) a Teddy Ruxpin that that, uh, Hank and Dean get to talk to their dad over the phone, and he just... Down it, by golly gulch, (laughs) blah, 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 and... uh, and, or Dr. Venture like becomes good friends with who he thinks is a real person, uh, telling a real story. Anyway, I, that's but it's I'm, actually just Teddy. Ruxpin. It's just Teddy. Ruxpin. That's awesome. Um, so here's mine. Lamp touching simulator three. <laughs> uh, paranormal activity three rumble lower. Oh yeah. There's a lot of low rumbling mm-hmm. in this movie as with the first couple, yeah, but yeah. this one has Tremendous, like theoretically, if we were to follow this curve by the sixth one or the seventh one, just the movie should <laughs> it would just, just be an entire just sound base. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, paranormal activity three, so much room for activities. <laughs> paranormal activity three, Toby or not Toby? <laughs> I got one that's centered around Toby, too. Paranormal Activity 3. What if Toby's name is really Kunta Kinte and that's why he's mad? Uh, wow. <laughs> is that too far? <laughs> wow. Where where did you draw the line there? Too uh, soon? No, I mean, I just... That is... I wouldn't... The first thought I would have watching Paranormal Activity would not be Roots. But, but, but Toby, though. I mean, it's... That's, <gasps> oh, that's right! Your name is Toby. Oh! Oh, wow. Yeah. Bravo. Uh, yes. Thank you. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. Full, full, full circle. Okay. Paranormal okay. Activity 3. <laughs> right? And if I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You win. Wow. I hate to toot our own horn here, but. 
2-2. These were some zingers. <laughs> mm. you, you did pretty fucking good considering you just came up with those in the last 30 minutes. Right. Jesus. All right. There's so many. We should. I could have plumbed the depths of The Office. There's so many like Tobe, oh, Toby quotes. We'll have to save it for uh, Paranormal Activity 1, 4, or... The, the marked ones. The marked ones or, or Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, thank you so much for listening to Horror Movie Talk. Please share us with a friend. That's how we grow. You can support us by going to our website, clicking on the Amazon link, doing your shopping on Amazon. A little bit of that. Your purchase goes to us and that costs you nothing extra. You can also support us, obviously, by becoming a patron or buying things on our shop or even even another alternate method is just supporting those who sponsor us mm -hmm. um so do all those things we love you very much you should give us a call at 682-253-4468 and let us know what you think about whatever it is you think about you sexy bitches you have a great week bye 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 Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Pretend kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. Just show them one titty, pretty. Pagan.
township, they Teflon dips. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breath. Shifty ass, they spooky, poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Right? And if I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice.